good to see you all. It's great to, to be here with you. Are you glad to be here with me? Are you glad to be with me? I'm glad to be with you. Amen. Boy, isn't it terrible when I beg? Isn't it terrible? Amen. Good to see you all. I wanted to just take a moment. I don't see Joel in here right now. There's Joel way back over there. Everybody look at that back wall. Joel, wave up there. I, I failed to do this last week. I felt terrible all day last Sunday, but Joel and his family are in from Tanzania, Africa, and uh, they are, that's where you guys are at, right? I want to make sure I, yes, of course. Uh, but anyway, Joel is one of our missionaries, and Joel grew up in this church. When I came, he was just a little guy like that, and he grew up here, said yes to the Lord, has been serving in Tanzania for many years. Our church supports he and his family, and we're going to be hearing from Joel. He's going to be with us for a little while, so here in a little while, we're going to hear from Joel and uh, see what God is doing through their life, through their ministry, and uh, it's just really good to see them, really great to have them with us, and uh, yeah, we just want to honor you guys, and Samantha's not in the room right now, but uh, maybe you'll see them around. Amen. Well, we've been in a series entitled, From Humbug to Hallelujah. That's been our series. Now, I want to just kind of tell on myself just a little bit. Um, I don't know if you're going to appreciate this or not, but what I've, what I've learned in, in the process of bringing God's Word in my life, this doesn't always happen, but it will sometimes happen. And I'll get a leading of the Holy Spirit, what I feel like is a leading of God in a direction that He wants me to talk about, preach, or whatever. And so I, I get these directions, and I start preaching these messages, and then I find that I actually have to live this out the following week. You know, when I did a series called Running with the Horses, I really wanted to give up during that season. Like, I really was like, I don't run or want, want to run with horses right now. I would like to go lay on a beach somewhere. Do I have a witness out there? Uh, then I did a, did a series here a little while back about make some noise. And it was a series on praise and setting your heart to be a person of praise. And I really struggled with having a heart of praise. Are you guys okay with me? You don't. You don't dislike me, do you? And then I've been doing this series on From Humbug to Hallelujah. And I've been feeling the struggle in my spirit from week to week, having to actually step up to the Word of God and live it out. And I don't know if you felt the same way, but I do believe that there's a little Scrooge in all of us once in a while. And we have to face those areas and those issues in our heart. And we've done that over the last couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, we dealt with the idea of being freed from bitterness. Scrooge was a bitter man. And I don't know if you know this, but there are bitter people in the house of God. There are people that struggle with bitterness. But God wants us to get free. He wants us to be free. 
Last week, we dealt with the idea of joy, and I had one of the most joyless weeks of my entire life. Now, that's a melancholy talking. There's probably been worse times, but at the time, it felt really bad, and so I'm really shaking in my boots today because today, no, I don't know, today, anyway, we talked about getting free from bitterness. We talked about being full of the spirit of joy. Today, I want to talk about the favor of God. I want to talk about God's favor. I don't know about you, but I, I need a sense of the favor of God upon my life. I've entitled this message today, some of you are going to really like this, Blessed and Highly Favored. Do I have some charismatics in the house? Amen. <laughs> Amen. So let's look at these words. In Luke chapter 1, verse 28 through 30, having come in, that is Gabriel, He said to Mary, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. God's favor is on you. You are God's favorite. That may be hard to believe, but I think God wants to speak some things into our spirit today. Amen. So, Lord, we ask you to have your way in these next few moments. Thank you for already moving, stirring, speaking, exhorting us. We just pray, God, that you would continue to have your way through this message in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. amen. So, in the story A Christmas Carol, Scrooge had an employee whose name was Bob Cratchit. Bob had a son they nicknamed Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim was a crippled little boy. And we know in the story that when Scrooge had these uh, encounters with spirits or ghosts, um, that when he came to the, the ghosts of Christmas future, he came by Bob Cratchit's house and he wondered about Tiny Tim. Scrooge was a bitter, mean, crotchety old man, but we discover in the story that he had a soft place. He had, there was a soft spot in his heart for Tiny Tim. And so after his awakening, um, Scrooge became a close and personal friend of the Cratchit family, and Dickens writes that he became like a second father to Tiny Tim. And if you remember the story in the dream, the inference was that Tiny Tim died when he was taken away in the dream of Christmas future. But the story concludes that because Scrooge became a friend and like a benevolent father and someone who showed favor to Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim did not suffer premature death. And so at the end of the story, the whole story concludes with these words that Dickens says, as Tiny Tim said, God bless us, everyone. Can we say those words? God bless us, everyone. And so that story to me is kind of like the story of Mary. Mary was, if you will, and her family and where she grew up, she would 
she would be considered like the Cratchit family in the story among the marginalized of society. She was a teenage girl. She was female, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it was a very male-dominated society. So she was 14, 15 years of age. She was female, and she lived and grew up in a city that was considered a city on the other side of the tracks, Nazareth. And so while she had a heart for God, and that's obvious from the text, that's obvious from her words, she, she believed in God, she trusted in the Lord, she had a heart for God, she probably didn't know much about what God thought about her, if anything. And so she didn't know when she heard those words. Those words of Gabriel were news to her, so to speak. And in some Christian circles today, if you ask somebody how they're doing, they will say three or four times out of ten, how am I doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. That's how I'm doing. And, uh, and then the rest of us who are less spiritual will say, will you stop giving me that cliche? Tell me how you're really doing. And here's the truth. It can, a statement like that can de devolve into a, a cliche. And yet, at the very same time, be very, very true. It can be a pat answer that we give just because that's what we think everybody's supposed to say. But at the same time, that doesn't make it any less true to be blessed and highly favored. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, read this with me, there should be a scripture up there, Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 3. Do you have it? There it is. Read this out loud with me. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Now look at those words. We are blessed with every, not just a couple things, not just a thing here or there, but we are really blessed by a good God. And though the blessings of God can be earthly, they can, have, they can be tangible, they can be temporal, they are otherworldly, Paul says. They really derive their blessing. The blessing of God is derived from heavenly places. Come on, church. We are blessed. And we are highly favored. Praise God. And so, but there are many people that do not feel this way. They don't feel favored let alone highly favored because of life experiences or maybe the present circumstances that we're going through. We may struggle to believe that God's blessing is really upon us. And in worst cases, we not only don't know if we believe it, we actually feel abandoned by God. Some of us throughout this week have probably wondered to ourselves, what, what is my life matter? Where, where is God? Where, what you know, we, we really kind of beat ourselves up with things going on in our lives, with our own personal weaknesses and failures, with our own struggles. It's hard sometimes to believe that God's blessing is upon me, let alone being highly favored by God. And so 
We get downcast in our soul. We get down on ourselves sometimes. We beat ourselves up because we don't understand. As Daniel was up here sharing just a moment ago, God was saying through him by the Holy Spirit, you don't know how much you're really loved if you will accept my love. If you realize how much I've blessed you and how much I highly favor you, things would be different. And so we really do struggle with this. A, a lot of us as followers of Jesus, but today I really want to just bring to us in this message today that you are blessed and you are highly favored. And this isn't just a story about Mary, but this is the opening story of a new thing that God was going to do because Jesus when we started this whole thing, we read out of Isaiah chapter 61 where Jesus said, this is the reason why I came. The, the anointed of the Holy Spirit is upon me. He has come, he has anointed me to set the captive free and to proclaim the year of God's favor. We are in the year of God's favor. Ever since Jesus came, it's all about the favor of God. And it started with Mary and it's going to and it's it's come to us. Praise God. Can I get a good amen out there? So what does it mean to be favored of God? This is this is what I want to talk about here today. To be favored of God number 1 means that we are favored with the presence of God. Gabriel said to Mary, "Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you." What does it mean to be favored of God? It means that God himself is with you. He's, a, he's in your life. He's with you everywhere you go. Imagine Mary's surprise to hear that God knew her, that God was aware of her, that God was with her. She believed in God. She knew all about God. She had great theology about God, as we see later as she, as she sings the song of praise to the Lord. She had all of her, she had everything about theology and understanding who God was. But to her surprise, she just didn't believe in God and know that God was. Now she heard that God believed in her and loved her and was with her. And that's favor to know that you not only know about God, but that God knows about you and that he's with you. Hallelujah. And God loves to be in your presence. What does it mean when we talk about the favor of God? The favor of God can be described as tangible evidence that a, that a person has the approval of God, that God approves of you. To say that God is with me is to say that God approves of me. Come on now, can I get an amen out there? To say that God's favor is on me is to say that God approves of me. When we favor someone, we delight in them and we want to be around them, right? We don't mind. It's the people we don't favor that we don't want to be around. We all have those in our lives. Well, guess what? With God, you're favored. He approves of you. You may not approve of them, but he approves of you. And he wants to be around you. And he wants to be in your presence. And he wants you to know that you're in his presence. Amen. God wants to be with those who want to be with him. Here's what 2 Chronicles 16.9 says. It says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth 
to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. God is looking to show his favor to people who will trust in him and believe in him and want him. He wants you to know that he wants to be with you. And so, was Mary just randomly picked out of society and chosen because there was somehow she was uniquely different than all the other human beings on planet Earth? Mary was a sinner like you and I were born sinners. Mary needed to kneel at the foot of the cross like everybody has to kneel at the foot of the cross. Mary does not dangle between humanity on earth and divinity in heaven, and she's somewhere somewhere out here in between. She was a person like you and me. But here's the thing that mattered for her, and here's why God showed up in her life and why God's favor was upon her, because she believed in God. She trusted in God. Faith is the key to experiencing the presence of God. The word favor and grace are synonymous terms. They come from the same Greek word, charis. So when we talk about the grace of God or the favor of God, it's the charis of God. It's the un, it is the unearned favor or blessing of God upon a person's life. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 tells us how we get the grace and the favor of God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. How does the favor of God come upon your life? How does the grace of God come upon your life? It is, it is a move of God based on your faith, your trust, your belief in him. Praise God. The point I'm trying to make is, as Daniel, was, again, he was sitting up here saying, through faith you're made righteous with God. So now God sees you through faith in the eyes of grace as righteous. You are not unrighteous, you are righteous. You are not unholy, you are holy when you trust in the Lord. And God's favor is on you. Woo, come on now. Can I get a good amen? Now, here's why this is so important. Because Psalms chapter 5, verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. God is with you. The presence of God is with you. You know that you are favored because God is surrounding your life with his presence. And the way that that happens is when you believe in him and trust in him. We have some believers in the house here today. So, what does it mean to say that we are favored of God? Just as Mary was highly favored through faith in God, because you, are, you believe in the Lord, you are highly favored of God. You too are highly favored. Who's God's favorite? You. Really? I'm God's favorite? You're God's favorite. You are highly favored. Amen. I know this strikes against the way you feel, but it's not your feelings. It's his promise. It's his word. Amen. I'm preaching to myself. Amen. Favor. We are favored with the presence of God. Number two, we are favored for the purpose of God. So Gabriel said to him, 
when she has said, when he said to her, you are highly favored of the Lord. And, and she wondered what greeting this was. And then he said to her, you're going to conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and his name shall be called Jesus. And he will be great. And he will rule and he will take the throne of David. And this is going to happen in you. And it's going to happen through you. She learned right there on the spot that the favor of God upon her life meant not only that God was with her, because that's what Gabriel said, but that God had a plan and a purpose for her life. That his favor was upon her so that he could do great and mighty things through her. She was just a young teenage girl from the wrong side of town, so to speak. And yet God had a plan and a purpose for her life. And this is really important for us to understand that God's favor on our life isn't for our convenience and it isn't for our pleasure, but it is for His purpose. God's favor comes upon us because He's chosen us for a very unique and special plan in the earth today. Amen. This is really important because there's a difference between asking, uh, you know, there's a difference between wanting to have the favor of God and then God just doing us favors. Some people's Christianity is we're just wanting God to do us favors. But do you want the favor of God? That's the difference. And therein lies the purpose. Our purpose for life is the same as that of Mary. Christ in you. That's the purpose. Why are you here? Let me tell you in case you didn't know. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Wherever you go, wherever you work, wherever you invest yourself, wherever you plant your roots, wherever you grow, wherever you have your family, whatever you start in business, whatever you do in life, it's all about Jesus Christ in you. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So God has a purpose for your life. It is to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ in everything you say and do. And, and there is something about you that you can bring that uniquely to the world, just like Mary did it in her way. We now follow suit in our way. Christ in you. He was in her, and he's in you. And he came through her, and he wants to manifest through you. That's your purpose. Amen. Tell, turn, tell somebody, if you didn't know your purpose, you know it now. Go ahead. Now, living in the favor of God's purpose doesn't mean you won't have problems, however. Because what happens is we equate the problems and the struggles of our life with, I have no purpose, no meaning, therefore I must not have any favor. And I just want to remind everyone here 
The reason why you might be having problems is because God's favor is upon you and all of hell wants to stop it. And so there's going to be issues in your life that are going to, they're going to try to crowd you in and out and away from knowing that you are favored of God and get you off track of God's purpose for your life. But we can't allow it. We can't buy into it. We can't believe that. We have to stand in the favor of God. God has favored us with his presence. God has favored us for his purpose. Listen, Mary, just because Mary was highly favored doesn't mean everything was smooth sailing after that. She had to change dirty diapers. But not only that, it even got worse. Simeon said, this son of yours is going to be like a sword piercing your soul. It wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't going to be without its difficulty. It wasn't going to be without trial and, diff- and tribulation in her life. And so the favor of God upon your life, the purpose that God has for you, because of his favor on you, doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. Mary had them. You're going to have them. We see the same thing in Noah. Noah found grace. Noah found favor in the eyes of God. But then he spent the next 120 years in backbreaking labor and trying to be a witness to, the, to society that rejected him. And yet he was favored of God. God's favor was upon him because he believed in God. And yet things weren't real easy. Amen. Joseph was another one. Joseph was favored of God. The favor of God was upon him, but wherever he went, Joseph, he experienced suffering of rejection, false accusation, the feeling of abandonment, being forgotten in a prison. Just because they had trouble doesn't mean God's favor wasn't on them. Does that resonate with anybody in the room? Just because you have problems doesn't mean that you're not highly favored of the Lord. The reason why you probably have them, probably, because you are. Psalms 30, verse 5 says, For the anger, for the anger of the Lord is but for a moment. His favor is for, for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I love that phrase. His favor is for life. Would you say that with me? His favor is for life. In other words, he's not going to walk out on you. His favor is for life. His presence is for life. His purpose for you is for life. And you may... Weep, and it may be hard, and it may be difficult, but he is still a good God, and he will always be with you. His favors for life. Don't you walk out on the favor of God. He's not going to walk out on you. Amen. That's good news. So we're favored with God's presence. We're favored for God's purpose. Here's another aspect of the favor of God. We're favored by the power of God. When Mary said to the angel, when he said, you're going to bear a son and it's going to be the son of God. 
Mary said, how can this be? I, I, I'm not even married. I've never had relations with a man. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. So that this one who's going to be born is the Son of God. And to edify her and to build up her courage and her faith in what he just said to her, he said, your, your uh, Elizabeth, your relative, is also in her old age, has already conceived, and is six months pregnant right now. For with God, nothing is impossible. I just want to say to Carrie, God, with God, nothing is impossible. You're going to have that baby. Amen. But the favor of God was upon her as manifest in the power of God. Mary had no power to perform this conception in herself. And God didn't want it to be done through conventional ways. It could not be done that way. God, uh, it was a very natural process. She was a woman who conceived in her womb and a baby was formed in there and began to develop and went through the natural processes of nine months. It was, all, it was natural, but yet it was supernatural. And see, the same thing is true for God in your life. God is going to do things through you that you and I, we, we think, well, it's going to happen this way, and it's going to go this way, and I'm going to make this decision, and I'm going to take this class, and I'm going to get married to this individual. And, it's, and it may be, it, you, you and I kind of have everything, try to, figure out, try to figure everything out, but we need to understand when God favors us, he does things his way by his power through his means. That's the favor of God. And really, listen to me, isn't that what you really want? Don't you want it? To be by God's power and not just by your own way of just going through it, but saying, God, I want you, if, you're good, if you have a purpose for my life, I need you to make sure that this gets done. And wherever God guides, God provides. Hallelujah. And so you can see the favor of God in manifested power beyond what a person is capable of. Sometimes you can look at a person and what, and what you're able to see them do. I heard someone say one time that favor isn't fair. Have you ever looked at somebody that, and you're like, wow, they're how, how are they favored and I'm not? How, how is God using them in that way? I mean, how, come on, has anybody ever, have you ever had a thought like that just a little bit? Or am I the only sinner in the house? Can I just say to you that sometimes, from a natural point of view, favor isn't fair. In other words, what I mean by that is favor isn't always determined by whether a person deserves it or not. Because if you believe and you trust and you put your faith in God, that's what makes you righteous before him. And that's what, that's what uh, prompts his favor upon your life. And if you look too closely at anyone, and if you look really closely at everyone, you'll find reasons why they shouldn't be favored. Come on. Favor doesn't always look fun or fair, but, it, but here's another thing about it. Favor isn't always fun either. It isn't always fun. And so 
It's hard sometimes, and it's difficult. That's where we need the power of God, and we can see God's power manifest in people's life with favor. You get power with God through prayer. When Nehemiah had a vision to to go help his people, um, he didn't know what to do, but he was sad in his heart, and and the king saw his sad countenance and said, what's wrong? And the Bible said Nehemiah went and prayed, and then he went and sought favor from the king, and the king gave him favor. There's power in prayer. If you will pray to God, God will... He will cause doors to open for your life that couldn't open any other way. Just couldn't happen any other way. How do people get from here to there? It comes to people who pray. And God's favor is manifest when you trust God. Amen. It also, this power also, we get power with people. We see this in Daniel. When Daniel didn't want to live like all of society was living, he didn't want to have to eat meat and food that was sacrificed to Babylonian gods. And so he challenged the eunuch. He asked him, he said, you know, let us, don't let us do this. And the Bible said that God gave Daniel favor with the chief eunuch. And so I'm saying to you that somehow, if you will live your life the way that God wants you to live your life and live your life according to the word of God, it, it'll actually work to your benefit. That God will empower you to have favor with people around you, your bosses, and people over your life that you can't stand right now. God will and can give favor to people who will insist on doing it God's way. Amen. And there's no other explanation for it. It's the favor of God. It's the power of God being manifest in your life to accomplish his purpose. Amen. God will give you power in problems that you face in life. Remember the story of Esther? Esther was the beautiful queen, and, um, but she was a Jew, and through the king, unbeknown, he, he wasn't really thinking like most husbands, and through him and this other guy by the name of Haman, they, 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 there was a plot. Haman really wanted to kill the Jews. The king was just kind of duped. And Esther was a Jew, and so he was partly responsible. And so, so Esther knows that she's got to go win the favor of the king and try to change his mind, but she's at risk in going into the room and having an audience with the king because of the last queen. And so, so she, she goes into that place, and the Bible says when he saw her, he's like, what's up, babe? You know, what can I do for you? And God gave her favor. Bible says it right out. She got favor in the eyes of the king. And through her, the problem was solved. And that's what God wants to do in your life. That's the favor of God upon you. He's not just with you. He doesn't have just a purpose for you. He wants to empower you to make headway, solve problems. He wants you to have power with people in the face of problems, to know that your prayers can set things in a different course. Amen. It's so important. You are blessed and you are highly favored. 
Yeah, when somebody says, how are you doing? Go ahead and say it. It's okay. Say, well, I don't want to, you know. Go ahead. It's not a lie. It's not a lie. Come on. You are blessed and highly favored. Praise God. Some of you are just really struggling with that. I just, I could see it. No, I don't want to. I force you to, in Jesus' name. No, I'm I'm teasing. So, what does favor look like? Favor looks like, I got to stop here. Favor looks like the presence of God, the purpose of God, the power of God. One final thing that I want to bring out of this story. Favor, we are favored in the pursuit of God, too. At the end of it, when Mary heard what was going to happen through her, Mary said in verse 38, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to me, or let it be to me according to your word. Mary was not saying, listen, she was not saying, well, if it's going to be, it's going to be. That's not what she was saying. She was saying, let it be to me. Yeah, let's do this. I'm all in. I'm completely giving of myself right now. I am going to go where you want me to go. I'm going to do what you want me to do. And see, the favor of God, God's favor is with you. His presence, His purpose, His power is there. But let me just say something. There's more favor where that came from. And God wants you and I to be fully engaged and to be willing and ready to to go all the way to pursue all that God has for us. I don't know if you know this, but you can increase in favor. There can come an increase in the favor of God upon your life. Luke chapter 2 verse 52 says that Jesus grew in wisdom and he grew in stature and in favor with God and man. That's amazing to me. Here is God, Jesus is God in the flesh. Is that right? Come on, is that right? That's what we believe. We don't believe that he was a human that kind of evolved into Godship. He was God in flesh. And yet he grew in favor with God as well as with man. So listen, God wants you and I to know that we are blessed and highly favored, but he doesn't want us just to walk in the door. He wants us to possess the whole house and to increase in the favor of God upon our life, to go further. How do we do this? I got to do this very quickly. Ask for it. If you want more favor, ask for it. Here's what Psalms 119 verse 58 says, I entreat your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. Remember Moses, he said, Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your glory so that I can have more favor. If you want the favor of God, ask God for it. God, I want more favor. I thank you, God, that you have favored me. I thank you that I'm highly favored. I want to be highly, highly favored. Come on. I want to know that I'm favored, and I want to live in that favor, and I want more of it, God, and I entreat you. I entreat your favor, God. I want more of your favor on my life. 
Then we got to live for it. Ask for it, live for it. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 and 4 says, Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. You know what Solomon is saying there? He's saying be a merciful person. Be a loving, forgiving person. Don't be a person that just demands justice and demands your pound of flesh. If somebody does you wrong, if somebody's unkind to you, you be a kind person. Bind this on your neck and be a person of truth too. Stand in the truth of God's word. Stand on God's word. And what will happen if you're a person of mercy and a person of truth? You'll get more favor. God will be favorable toward you and you'll get favor from man too. Well, I just believe they just need to know the truth. So do you. And you need to bind mercy and truth around your neck. Come on. Sometimes we want more favor, but we don't want to live with favor. Amen. I'm just getting ready for the second group who really need to hear this message. Ask for it. Live for it. Seek it. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 35 says, For whoever finds me, that's wisdom, whoever finds wisdom, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. You know you can have knowledge, but not use it rightly. And that's not wisdom. But if you will take the knowledge that you get, even if you don't like what you just learned, and use it the right way, that's wisdom. That equals more favor. Come on, we want the favor of God. There's a part you play in this. Growing in it. And one final thing, would you come please? Believe it, believe for it. Ask for it, live for it, seek for it, and believe for it. I want you to see this, Psalms 102, verses 12 through 14. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever and the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. If you go back to that middle verse, Sherry, I want you to see this. For you will arise and have mercy on Zion. Anytime in the Bible when you read about Zion, Zion is a represent, it represents or it's a, a kind of a prophetic reference to the church, the church, you and I today. So you will arise and have mercy on the church for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. I believe that God right now has us in a set time that he wants to pour out more favor upon us, his people. He wants us in this season that marks the time when he showed up to Mary, you are highly favored. God wants his church to know you are highly favored, and this is the time of my favor. This is the year of my favor. 
I'm getting ready to do something. And I want you to believe for it. And I'm going to tell you one way to get out of a humbug spirit and disposition into a hallelujah place in your life. And true gladness and joy is to believe that you're highly favored. And that more favor is on the way. God has favored you. Let's stand together. Can I have the prayer intercessors come right now? Those of you who are going to pray, if you would come. And when, when we dismiss here today, if you need prayer for anything in your life, if you need prayer for anything in your life, healing, uh, financial struggle, or just maybe a depression that you may be feeling in your spirit, these folks will be willing to pray with you. But I really, if there's anyone here today that has a, has a, a, a real struggle with believing that you are favored of the, of the Lord, I'm going to especially challenge you to come and receive prayer today, to receive a breakthrough in your thoughts and in your mind. You are highly favored. You are highly favored. You're blessed. And maybe it's a spirit of religion that's blocking that. But God can tear that wall down. Amen. So Lord, come right now, we pray. Holy Spirit, say what you want to say. Do what you want to do in these next couple of moments. Lord, we pray that there would just come a freedom in people's lives right now. God, I pray that we would understand how favored we are, God. How blessed we are. And it's not because we deserve it. It's because you are so willing to give it to those who believe. Your word says, glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth and goodwill or favor to those that are in the earth. God, you want to favor us. You want to bless us. You want to give us more. I pray that you would do it in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. 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 God bless you guys.